coming up. Hi, good morning. Hey, I'm excited to bring the word this morning. You don't know me. My name is Cody. I'm our next gen pastor, our youth pastor here at First Christian. I know most of you all by now, but hey, I'm glad to be here. Preach the word this morning. I preached a couple of months ago, maybe a month and a half ago now. I guess it was okay. Pastor Nate asked me to preach again. So we'll see how it goes this morning. Ooh. We're awake today. I like it. All right. Well, hey, I'm excited. We're going to be talking about today, if you're taking notes, the title of this sermon is called Pass It On. Pass It On. We're going to talk today about this concept of passing it on. Have you guys ever gotten some news or a message, maybe something you were really excited about and you just wanted to tell someone else about it? Right? Maybe it was an engagement and a friend of yours got engaged and you wanted to tell everyone. You're showing everyone pictures about how they got engaged. Maybe it's like a pregnancy announcement. You're telling everyone about it. Maybe you're a grandma, a grandparent, right? And that's all you're talking about to everyone you see. How about this one? Maybe you're like uh, your kid made the honor roll and you get the little bumper sticker that's like, my kid is an honor student. And every, you'll be talking to someone and be like, yeah, man, the weather's pretty nice today. My kid, my kid made the honor roll, though. It's like everyone you see, you just want to tell this message too, right? We all have messages. We all have things that we want to tell people that we can get excited about. Now, I was excited about something. I was thinking back a couple months ago, three months ago now, maybe to a message I was really excited about, something I wanted to tell some people. As you guys know, we've been working on our next-gen projects upstairs, right? We've been working on our next-generation projects. This has been awesome, by the way. I want to thank you guys. Yeah, we can clap. Thank you guys so much for being so generous to that. Like, none of those things happen unless you guys are being generous to give. And, and so far, we've been able to get the ACs fixed up there, so now it's nice and cool. We have some cold air up there. We got the youth room finished and done, something next week that's exciting. This Monday... Tomorrow, we're actually going to start painting upstairs, painting the rest of the room, and then we'll go on to the next phases from there. But it's really exciting to see that. And when you guys give to that, right, you're not giving to paint on the walls. You're not giving to that. You're creating an environment that our kids can come and they can learn about Jesus. They can grow spiritually. They can learn about the Word of God, and that's what you guys are giving to. So I just want to take some time, say thank you guys so much for giving to that and continuing to give to it as we try to complete these projects up for the rest of the year. Thank you guys so much. But obviously, this is a Next Generation project. I'm the youth pastor here, so this is something I get a little excited about. Like, I like seeing these kind of things happen, right? Something I got excited about when we were kind of finishing up the youth room. We're working in there, finishing up the youth room. We had a lot of the designs in place. We had a lot of the things that we wanted in there. But then we thought, I was like, you know, we should probably ask the teenagers what they want in the youth room. Like, that might be a good idea. Get some ideas from them. We had a lot of the main stuff ready, but we're like, what kind of games do they want? What kind of things do we want in there? So I met them at youth group. We took some time, like 10 minutes. I just asked them, like, what do you guys want to see in there? They had, like, game suggestions that they wanted to see. One of the things that surprised me is they wanted to see chess in there. Now, when I was like 15 years old, I was not thinking about chess at all. But these kids, they're like chess geniuses. I see them up there. They've been playing. They got the little stop clock thing. I don't know what they're doing. They do. They hit the little clock thing, and they're playing. Like, we got some smart kids in there, okay? But that was weird. So they, they had all these things that they're offering, that they're asking for. Like, what do you guys want in this room? That was one of them. And then I'm going to call someone out. She's not going to like this. Someone raised her hand. Faith Duggan raised her hand, and she said this. She said, I think it'd be really cool if we had beanbags in the youth room. She's like, I think it'd be really cool if we had beanbags in the youth room. Now, spoiler alert, if you've ever been up there, there's beanbags in the youth room, if you've been in there, all right? But at the time, so at the time, that was already in the plans. 
Like we already had plans to have bean bags in there. That was already in the plans for us to do that. But I couldn't tell them everything. Like we're going to have a youth reveal in a couple of weeks. I had to save some things, right? Save some excitement. So I was like, bean bags? Why would we have bean bags so you can fall asleep? Like what are we going to do with bean bags in the youth? Not to be careful because I couldn't lie but I couldn't let them know that we're going to have them, right? But I so badly wanted to tell them. I wanted to hype them up. Like, I wanted them to know we're going to have beanbags in there. It's going to be so cool. These are the things you get excited about when you're a youth pastor, you know? But I couldn't tell them. I had to hold it in. But I, was, I had this message that I wanted to share with them. I had something that I wanted to pass on to them. And we all have these type of messages. How many of you guys have ever heard of this trend called pass it on trend, or it's also called the pay it forward trend? You guys ever hear about this? Pay it forward, pass it on. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it kind of looks like this. is Maybe if you're in a grocery store or something, the idea is that you're going to pay for the person behind you. Like you're going to pay for their groceries, offer to pay for them. And the goal is that they're supposed to pay for the person behind them. That person's supposed to pay for behind them. And the trend was, see how long you can keep this train going. See how long you can and keep passing it on to the next person. How many of you guys, you've ever been a part of that? Like that's ever, oh wow, there's more than I thought. That was a big trend, I guess, bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, so there's this trend, you're supposed to pass it on. I was a part of it one time. One time, I was so excited. I was like, man, I'm not a trendy guy, so I got to be involved in this trend. I was excited about it. So as I was in this, um, I was in line at this health food store. It's like organic place. We like to shop at, get all of our good foods. You guys might have heard of it, called McDonald's. And we're in line there, sit, sitting in the drive-thru. Now, you guys don't know about McDonald's, right? But this is the place where you should go to get your coffee. Anyone go to McDonald's for their coffee? Yeah, like two people. Okay, that's what I thought. Some of you guys are like Starbucks, Pete's. No, it's McDonald's. They have the best coffee. You can get a large coffee for like two bucks. Like a large coffee, two bucks, go there. It's the best place. So I'm sitting in line. I order my large coffee. I get to the window. It's supposed to be like $2. And the lady at the window is like, oh, no, don't worry about it. It's been taken care of for you. The person in front of you paid for it. They said to pass it on. I was like, oh, that's cool. I finally get to be a part of this. That's awesome. So how much... How much per chance is the person's, person's behind me? And they're like, oh, it's like 1850. I was like, hmm. Hmm. So I got this $2 drink. I'm supposed to pass it on to the person behind me. 1850, that's more than $2. So I did, you know, I was being really spiritual. I was like, I got, I got to be a good steward of the money that God has given to me. It's not, you know, I don't have 1850 in the budget, so... That's why I did something really bad. First time I was ever a part of this trend. I said, all right, thanks for the coffee. And I drove off. I failed the trend. I failed to pass it on. I know. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I failed to pass it on. I failed this trend. That's probably why I've never been a part of it again. I messed up the whole trend, right? The idea is, though, that you're supposed to pass on this action. Something was done for you, you're supposed to do for others. Something was given to you. You heard a message that you're supposed to pass on to other people. Something was done for me. You're supposed to pass it on to others. Don't take my example. I failed to do that. But it's a great concept. That's why it was so trendy, right? It was this great concept. You're doing good for people. Pass it on to someone else. Now, it's not just a great concept. Did you know it's a biblical concept? We, have all, we all have something that we've been told, a message that we've been given, that we are supposed to pass on to other people as Christians. So talking on, on this concept of pass it on, well, what is it that we, are, we as Christians are supposed to pass on? It's the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is the most important message 
that you've ever heard, that I've ever heard, that anyone in this world has ever heard is a message of the gospel. And we have a responsibility to pass it on to others. Mark 16, 15 says this. Jesus gave this command to his disciples. It says that he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. You guys know this verse. This is a command given to Jesus by Jesus to his disciples, not just to his disciples, to all of us to go into the world and preach the gospel. Now, what is the gospel? Gospel means the good news, right? But here's what it is. It's the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. The fact that we were dead in our sins, separated from God, but God sent his son Jesus down to this earth to die for our sins, be buried, raised again. And if we just turn from our sins and accept him as our savior, we can know for sure that we're going to go to heaven. We can know for sure that we're going to have salvation. That is the gospel message that we were supposed to be passing on. John three sixteen and 17 says, For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son that everyone that believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You and I have the most important message that we're supposed to pass on. How well are you doing that? When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you passed the message on to someone else? To your coworkers, to your friends, who's the last person you told? This is a message that we can't afford to not pass on to others. Now we're going to talk about a couple practical ways that we can pass on the gospel message in our lives. In the book of Acts, there's this woman named Tabitha. And Tabitha has a pretty... Pretty cool, pass it on, unexpected, pass it on experience. Now, before we get there, before we get to Tabitha, we're going to be in the book of Acts. I'll tell you guys a little bit about the book of Acts. It was written by one of Jesus' followers. His name was Luke. Luke was actually a doctor. This is the same Luke that wrote the Gospel of Luke. Now, the Gospel of Luke was all about Jesus' life while he was on earth, kind of following Jesus' life. The book of Acts is a lot about what happened after Jesus left, how we as Jesus' followers were supposed to live, how the church was supposed to live. And Luke really wrote this book kind of as a historian to combat some false teaching, to teach people how are they supposed to live after Jesus left this earth. And in this book of Acts, this is where we're going to meet this woman named Tabitha. And she's going to teach us some practical ways about how we can pass on the gospel to other people. Acts 9, 36 through 42 says this. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. And she was always doing good works and acts of charity. About that time, she became sick and died. And after washing her, they placed her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples heard that Peter was there and sent two men to him who urged him. They said, don't delay in coming with us. Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived, they led him to a room upstairs and all the widows approached him. They were weeping and showing him the robes and clothes that Dorcas had made while she was with them. And Peter sent them all out of the room. He knelt down, he prayed, and turning toward the body, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, saw Peter, sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her stand up. And he called the saints and the widows, presented her alive. And this became known throughout Joppa. And many believed in the Lord. All right, so we're introduced to this woman named Tabitha. And she shows us something. She shows us, number one, we can share the gospel with our actions. Verse 36 says this, she's always doing good works and acts of charity. Some things about Tabitha that describes her, people knew her as a follower of Jesus. Says that she was a disciple of Jesus. That's what she was known for, being a follower of Jesus. She was known for her good works and her acts of charity. She was known as a follower of Jesus. She was known for doing good works for people and acts of charity for people. She teaches us that we can share the gospel with our actions. 
Now, some context for the, who this Tabitha lady was. A lot of people, a lot of Bible scholars, they say they think she's probably most likely a widow based on the context of this. All the people around her are widows. She's probably most likely a widow, which something back then, if you're a widow, it was, it was very hard to make a living. It was very hard to support yourself. But, but Tabitha didn't only support herself. It says that she was constantly doing good for other people. She was constantly giving charity to all these people, doing all these good works. And even if she wasn't a widow, even if that's not the case, Tabitha was a hard worker. Like, she was a grinder. She wasn't only providing for herself. She was providing for all of these other people. Why? Because something had been passed on to her that she wanted to pass on to other people. That was the love of Jesus that she had in her life. And she wanted to pass that on to others. Now, why am I talking about this? Why does it matter that Tabitha was a hard worker? Well, for the share of the gospel with our actions, a major place where that's going to happen for the most of us is probably in our workplace, right? If we're going to share the gospel with our actions, a lot of us, it's probably going to happen in our workplace. Did you know that we as Christians should be hard workers? Colossians 3.17 says this, And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. With everything that we do, we're not supposed to be doing it for a paycheck, we're supposed to be doing it for God. Unto God. How many of you guys have ever worked with someone? You've ever worked with someone where they come in, they clock in at 8 o'clock and like, nine more hours till I get to go home. Eight and a half more hours till I get to home. You guys ever work with someone like that? Like they're just playing on their phone all day. They're slacking off. You have to pick up after them and do their work for them. How many of you guys love working with someone like that? Yeah. No hands in the room. You guys love working? No. We don't love working with people like that. Why? Because you have to pick up after them. You have to have all the slack for them. See, that's not how we as Christians should behave. How about this? How about the opposite? How about someone who's always on time, who they always finish their work? They're asking you, how can they help you with your work? They're always trying to create a better work environment. They're the people bringing in goodies and gifts for everyone and trying to make it a more cheerful place. How many of you guys like working with people like that? Yeah, we all do, right? It makes work a more joyful place. Why? Why are we as Christians supposed to be that in our workplaces? Because if we're supposed to show Jesus with our actions, if we're supposed to point people to the gospel with our actions, that happens a lot, a lot with our work ethic. That tells people a lot about us. Now, with our actions, we can do one of two things. We can either point people to Jesus by the way we act and by the way we treat people. We can either point people away from Jesus. We can point people to Jesus by the way we act, or we can point people away from Jesus. So what is it in your life, if you're to look at, look at your life? Are you pointing people to Jesus, or are you pointing people away from Jesus? Now, some of you, probably most of you, you said yes, right? You're like, yeah, I think, I think my life points people to Jesus. Well, how do you know that? What does your social media say about that? What would your friends say about that? What would your coworkers say about that if you were to ask them? What would your, uh, what would your wife say about that if you were to ask her? I think she could tell you a couple things, all right? Our life, the way we live, the way our actions are going to be, just like Tabitha. You see, when Tabitha passed away, there was a hole left in that community. There are all of these widows. There are all of these people who are grieving. Why? Because when Peter showed up there, they brought all of these garments, all of these clothes that Tabitha had made for them. Tabitha had provided a service for them. She was a hard worker for them. She was serving others. So when she passed away, there was a hole there. There was a hole because she loved people. She was known in this community as someone who loved people. When she was gone, she left the hole there. The way we treat people can point to Jesus or point people away from Jesus. We have the message of the gospel. Part of the way that we share the message of the gospel is the way we treat people, is the way we interact with others. How is the way you're treating people? How is the way you're interacting with others showing Jesus' love? 
Sometimes in our lives, we can have blind spots, right? We can have some blind spots. Now, here's what I think. I think all of you in here, you want to show Jesus. We have out there in the lobby, know Jesus and make Jesus known as our goal. And I believe that about all of us in here. We all want to do that. And I don't think there's someone, there's no one sitting in here and they're like, man, I go to First Christian just so I can tell people I go to First Christian. And then when I leave, I'm like cursing and swearing because I just want to give Christians a bad name. Like, that's what I want to do. There's no one in here like that. All of you want to live for Jesus. That's why all of you are here this morning. Sometimes we can have some blind spots in our lives. Have you guys ever hurt someone accidentally? Like maybe you didn't mean to hurt them, but you accidentally hurt someone with your actions. I remember a time where I did that in my life where I accidentally hurt someone. I was trying to do good, but I accidentally hurt someone when I didn't mean to. I was dating this beautiful woman. I was dating this beautiful girl. Her name's Kelsey. She's our worship leader. She's sitting over there. (laughs) All right. I was dating this girl, and I was like, it was getting pretty serious. We were dating for a while, like six months, you know, a while. We were dating for a while, and I was like, I think I want to marry this girl. Like, I want to marry this girl. I want, you know, hopefully she says yes. So I do, I do what you're supposed to do as a good kid, right, as a good guy. I went to my parents. I was like, Mom and Dad, what do you think? Like, I really like Kelsey. I want to marry her. What do you guys think? And like, they love Kelsey. They thought she was a great girl. They said, yeah, absolutely. You have her blessing. Like, I think she's a great girl for you. I was like, cool. So then I did, again, what you're supposed to do. I called Kelsey's dad up, called him on the phone. I was like, hey, Mr. Ikatar, can I talk to you about something? Um, I was like, I really like your, your daughter. She's real cool. And I was calling him. I was like, so I asked for his blessing. He said, yes, absolutely. When's the wedding date? You can ask her to marry you. So I was like, all right, game on. We're good to go. Well, I needed a couple months, right? I got all the blessings in place, but I had to go get the, I had to get the wedding ring. I had to plan things out. And it took me a couple months to plan this out. I'll tell you the whole engagement story right now because it's a pretty good one, but I won't tell you the whole thing. <laughs> so it gets to the day. We're finally there, and I propose, and she says yes. Great story. She proposes, or I propose. She says yes. <laughs> And then I do the classic. You guys know the classic. You put the ring on the finger and you hold out your hand, take a picture of the hand on the ring. So that's what I did. I was like, hold out your hand, took a picture of her hand with the ring. I texted my mom and dad. I was like, she said yes. I was so excited. Texted her a picture of the ring. So a couple of days pass, talking to my parents about the wedding, when the wedding date is going to be. And I could tell, I could tell like something was a little off. Like, I thought they'd be super happy and excited. And they were happy. They were excited. But I could tell there was something a little off. Like, I couldn't figure out what it was. So I asked them. I was like, you guys don't seem, like, super excited, super happy. What's going on? And they're like, well, you know, it's just, you didn't tell us you were going to ask her to marry you. And I was like, what? You don't remember, like, two months ago, I told you I was, I was probably going to ask her to marry me. You said it was okay. They're like, yeah, but that was like, that was like two months ago. It would have been nice if you, like, instead of just sending us a text with a ring on the hand, it would have been nice if you maybe told us, like, the day it was going to happen so we could have taken you out to dinner or done something special with you guys, right? And I kind of hurt them because I didn't include them. Now, in my mind, I thought I did. I was like, I told you guys two months ago this was going to happen. In my mind, I thought they were included. I thought they were in the know. But I unintentionally hurt them. And I think for most of us, with our actions, we're all trying to live for Jesus. But maybe we have, like me in that moment, I had a blind spot. I had something that I missed. And we can accidentally hurt some people and we don't even realize it. We don't even realize that we're pointing someone away from Jesus. But we're doing something to them every single day. We don't even personally see it. So how can we make sure, how can we know How can we get some help in this area if we want our actions to point people to the gospel? How can we better do that? Well, number one, real simple, we can ask someone. Ask some trusted people in your life 
if your life points people to Jesus. Just ask some people. Ask your spouse. Ask your coworkers. Ask some trusted friends. Be real with them and just say, hey, I want you to look into my life. Look in my life. Is there an area that you see that maybe I just need to work on? Like, I'm trying to live for Jesus. I want to point people to him. But is there something that I need to work on that you see in my life that you can help me out with? Ask someone for some help. Number two, so another simple one you can do, look at the fruit in your life. Look at the fruit in your life. Galatians 5, through 23 says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. We refer to these as the fruit of the spirits because that's what the verse says. What's the idea here, right? If there's a lemon tree, produces lemons. If there's an apple tree, produces apples. If you're a Christian, there are certain fruits that should be produced in your life. And the Bible lays it out so clearly for us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are marks of things that as Jesus followers, we should have in our life. Now, maybe you're looking through these and you're like, I'm really good. I'm really good at loving people. Like, I love people. Some of you are really good at loving people, but maybe you look at me like, but I'm not so good at self-control. Like, I love people, but sometimes I hate people. You know, I love people. Sometimes I want to punch them in the face. Like, you love people, but you're bad at self-control. Maybe it's the opposite for you. You've got really good self-control. You wake up at 5 a.m. every day. You have the strict regimen that you follow. Like, you've got great self-control, but if someone gets in the way of what you're doing, you just run right through them. Like maybe your problem is you have a hard time with loving people because you've got such good self-control that if someone gets in the way of what you want to do, you just ram through them and you keep going. Here's this list of things that we can look at that we can say, man, what area is it that maybe I'm not showing Jesus in my life in? What fruit do I need to work on? Now here's the heart behind this. It's not like I just need to be perfect or I'm going to you know, mess something up. That's not the idea that God's going to love me more if I don't have all of these fruits and I'm being a bad Christian. That's not the idea, but we should all be growing. We should all be trying to constantly grow in our faith. Why? Because we've been loved by Jesus. We want to pass that on to other people. We want to pass the love that God gives to us on to other people. We should be trying to grow that love in our lives. We should be trying to become more like Jesus every day so that we can point people to him. So maybe you're looking at these and you're looking at them like, man, yeah, there's a couple of these I can work on. Maybe there's a couple that you're strong in. But ask yourself, what are maybe two areas, one or two areas in here that you're like, man, I need, I need to work on that one area. I'm going to try to work on that one so I can point people to Jesus in a better way. Number two, really simple, and then we'll be done. The second thing that we can do to share the gospel, real easy, we can share the message of the gospel. Share the message of the gospel. Some of us in here, I say most of you because I know most of you, you guys are really good at living out the gospel. Like, I see you guys. You love people. You're compassionate toward people. You're good toward people. When was the last time you actually shared the message of the gospel with someone? See, if we just love people, if we're just good examples to people, but they don't actually hear the message of salvation, then what are we doing with that? Like we need to share the message of the gospel. Some of you, maybe that was yesterday that you did that. Some of you, maybe it's been like years since you've done that. Some of you, maybe it's, it's been never that you've actually shared the message of the gospel with someone else. And sometimes that can be intimidating, right? It can be kind of intimidating to share the gospel with someone. There's a couple of, couple of helpful, simple things that you can do to share the gospel with someone. Number one, just tell them your story. 
Just tell them what happened to you. Why did you trust Christ as your Savior? See, if you're loving people, like we talked about in that first section, showing people Jesus, showing people the gospel with their actions, they're going to be a lot more likely to listen to you when you talk to them. So when you tell someone you're talking to them about this, just tell them what you did. Tell them the decision you made. That way you're kind of indirectly sharing the message of the gospel with them. There's not as much pressure on you. You can just tell them the decision that you made and what it's done in your life since you've accepted Christ. Second thing you can do is we actually have this great resource in the lobby. It's called Deciding to Follow Jesus. There's this little book in the lobby. If you open this up on the inside, it says, What does it mean to decide to follow Jesus? And if you go through here, it'll actually take you through the gospel. It can teach you how to share the gospel with someone. Or if you're kind of scared to talk to someone about it, you can just hand them this book. You can give them this booklet. It's a great resource. You can pick it up on your way out from church today. Talked about two things today. How well are you living out the message of gospel What areas in your life could you work on being a better representative for Jesus? Where are some areas that you could grow in? Who can you share the gospel with? We're supposed to share the message of the gospel. Who is that one person that came to your mind right now that you're like, man, I need to to share the message of the gospel with them. We have the most important message that anyone will ever hear that we have to pass on to someone. And God has placed that person in your life to share the gospel with them. Honestly, he has to commit. If there's that person in your life, would you be bold? Would you take a step out of faith and be a church, be Christians that are willing to boldly share the message of the gospel? Let's pray as the worship team comes up.